Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to Crash, Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show. The UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This is episode 389, recorded on Tuesday the 22nd of June, 2021. And the time at the beginning of the show is 004151. Yes, it is again an insane time to be recording. Let's ease ourselves into the show with a bit of pre-show chatter. I have ordered new glasses with intermediate lenses for my computer, so I won't have to have my nose squashed right up against the monitor for much longer. Which is a relief. In other news, well, there isn't really much to talk about. Let us therefore get on with the main part of the show, and today that is talking about the film In the Earth, which is a 2021 folk horror by Ben Wheatley. In the film, a scientist, played by Joel Fry, arrives at a woodland park in the third wave of an unnamed pandemic. I'm assuming it's a more deadly strain of COVID, which has struck England. He arrives at this park, walking down a path like a hunched and broken version of the alien Thomas Jerome Newton, played by David Bowie, arriving in The Man Who Fell to Earth. After some decontamination procedures, and having his papers checked, he traipses into the woods to assist a colleague who is investigating the Wood Wide Web, which is a network of trees and root systems and fungi making up a sort of super-intelligent hive mind, which is also very real. At this point, we should tangent for a little bit of explanation. The topical and real Wood Wide Web theme proves that Ben Wheatley obviously listens to the same podcasts as me, and say what do you want about M. Night Shyamalan, but he loosely got there possibly even before the scientists back in 2008's The Happening. You can read more about the Wood Wide Web in an article entitled The Secrets of the Wood Wide Web by Robert McFarlane in The New Yorker from 2016. There are lots of other articles about the Wood Wide Web. I do suggest that you look it up, because it is fascinating. Back to the film. As he enters the woods, guided by a ranger called Alma, he is soon beset upon by a maniac ritualist, and only escapes into the questionably benevolent clutches, more like malevolent, of a mad scientist. A mad scientist who, by the way, right out of the blue, lays on the pseudoscience with a trowel. Look at this, she says. It's a special version of Hammer of the Witches that I just somehow came upon. Or, it's the mystical ringworm, that's why. All this stuff is 
right out of nowhere and completely jarring and really sticks out like a sore thumb. Without the ranger, Alma, played by Alora Torchia, a woman with a very dead-eyed look, he'd be completely buggered. The protagonist, our hero, is in fact so completely hopeless throughout the film that his presence is essentially meaningless other than to act as the sacrificial lamb, though with even less ability to guide his own fate than Edward Woodward's devout, starchy Christian cop from The Wicker Man. I also got a taste of Tarkovsky's Stalker from 1979, though in this case the guide, Alma the Ranger, somehow does not know her own territory better than the visiting maniac and the scientist. How is that possible? How did she not notice those big tents before? Google Earth? It really beggars belief. Let's do another tangent to a little passive aggressiveness. Yes, I did know that blooming well Andrei Tarkovsky is the filmmaker and Stanislaw Lem and Arcadian Boris Strutgatsky are authors. It was a bloody slip of the brain on a night in Weatherspoon, so give me a break. I'm getting older. Intolerant notal whippersnappers. Why the bitterness? You wait. You'll see in a few years. No grudges. Mm, would you like to come on the show? No, I don't think that's going to happen now. Not now. Oh. That pigeon's flown the coop now. That dragon's roosted. Where was I? Yeah, <laughs> in the earth. So Alma isn't the best guide. And the location of this mystical wood was... Rubbish. Let me tell you, the bit of land behind me, between my home and the main road, is more sinister than the well-manicured park in this movie. The location, I thought, was poorly chosen. I don't want Ben Wheatley to say, yeah, you know what, it was intentional because it's ironic. No, no, it was a bad location. What did I like about the film then? I liked the atmospherics, I liked the psychedelic photography and the visuals, but for me, story is everything, and In the Earth doesn't have that. Oh my god, just had to make an adjustment to the mic. This is intolerable. I can barely see what I'm doing. I'm going to have a crick in the neck after doing this podcast. Where was I? Yes, the atmospherics, psychedelia, all very nice, but the story didn't do it for me. Though at least I thought the cast was diverse and talented enough to do what they could with a script. I've said a lot of negative things about the story and the script and the writing in general. I have to now consider, could I have done it better? as a genre writer. It's a question I often ask myself when I'm consuming a piece of media. Could I have done better? For a start, Ben Wheatley is a filmmaker. He's a director as well as a writer. 
I'm not a director, but I think I could have made the script a little less creaky and dull. It needed editing, it needed possibly creative notes to change aspects of it, and yeah, it was a bit dull. Despite the sheer preposterousness Wheatley expects the audience to swallow whole, the script is entirely devoid of humour apart from the single line, that's how accidents happen. And I do appreciate that single line for adding a little levity. Predictably, the film press seemed to love Ben Wheatley. This must be a personal thing. Maybe he's an affable chap. Perhaps it's because he's enthusiastic and unjaded and a fan. And he has an indie vibe about his work. And he's also at least better than the obnoxious Lars von Trier who gets the same kind of cooing plaudits. And finally, Wheatley isn't just some Hollywood bigwig. However, I think he's hit and miss. That's good because he is not averse to taking risks, but In the Earth is a miss for me. I'm also asking myself, is Ben Wheatley's modus operandi for horror to take straight high-concept movies and turn them into horror? Sightseers is a holiday romance, Kill List is a crime drama about hitmen, and A Field in England is a boring spin on Hammer. In the Earth, I felt, was more like an episode of Doctor Who stretched out far too long with a bit of torture porn thrown in. On the subject of torture porn, why the feet? What is it with the feet? It reminds me of those two weirdos in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yes, I get the concept that the feet unshorn are vulnerable and shows our vulnerability in nature. But it's still weird concentrating so much on the feet of our hero. In conclusion, I think that In the Earth comes off as a psychedelic sound and light show or a rave in the woods, perhaps with a bit of the quote from Apocalypse Now, he's gone insane when referring to Colonel Kurtz, and in this case, the mad scientist. On top of all that, the film didn't scare me at all. But then, nowadays, they rarely do. And it didn't shock me either. That's another way to get at me, just by shocking me. It didn't really do that. I winced a few times, but that's about all. That's my review of In the Earth a film by Ben Wheatley from 2021. If you're a horror buff, tell me what you thought of my review or your own reviews of this film. Since the last time we spoke, I've only really consumed one other thing, and that was earlier today, the Nida Manzo TV comedy show We Are Lady Parts. 
which is about a young Muslim women's London punk band. It is on Channel 4 in the UK and Peacock in America. We Are Lady Parts is short, it's light, it's fun. If you've ever been in a band, it's even funnier because the drummer is just such a drummer. I got a tiny taste of Scott Pilgrim in this. I box-setted the entire six episodes of 25 minutes each series earlier today. In a recent interview, Nida Manzur perhaps unintentionally made it sound like getting the series made through working titles films was a breeze. Let me tell you that there is not a chance in hell that for ordinary people like us, getting your thing under the eyes of a production company is easy. It isn't. Most production companies, including working title films, are actively hostile to cold submissions. Have a look at their website. Have a look at what they say. To get something made, you need to know people. While you might not immediately recognise Nida Manzur, she's been in the biz of showbiz for quite a while having made her way up the ladder, up the ziggurat, lickety-split, after starting as a runner. She even directed a couple of Doctor Who episodes, including the excellent Fugitive of the Jadoon. What I'm saying is that she's not a sudden breakout talent. She's been an insider for a while. I'm saying all this stuff, not just because I'm a bitter old hack, but this pod is also aimed at geeks with an ambition to be talent or, more likely, creatives. While I do not want to pour cold water on your dreams, as ACDC sing in It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll, if you want to be a star of stage and screen, look out, it's rough and mean. I think contextually that's an appropriate quote. Though, keep trying, which brings us on to our next subject in the creative section. Finally, something in that section. I have been job hunting. Yes, I've gone on the spurt of job hunting. I applied for a role yesterday and I have more lined up. The reason for that is I'm sick of rotting away at home, I'm not young, and I'm fed up of seeing the year zoom past. I have mentioned recently that I'm getting back into freelance journalism when the pandemic is over. If all else fails, I will. The problem with that is that it can be an insular life compared with being at the centre of the media circus where networking slash Schmoozing is just so much easier, so much smoother. I need to do that to get my stuff read. As you'll know, if you're a writer of any kind or creative, that is just about it for today. I'm going to hit pause for a second, have a sip of my Fanta, and wrap things up. I had... 
a little sip of my Fanta, and I had a quick browse on the internet to see what other people are saying about the film, and IMDb are not so impressed, while The Guardian, surprise surprise, are impressed. It's difficult to tell from that if my view is the uncommon view or the common view. As I said before, let me know what you thought of the film. Also, let me know what you thought of We Are Lady Parts, which is enjoyable, I thought. Now I've got to do something about this crick in my neck. My new computer glasses can't come soon enough. Let's wrap up this episode. Crash is made by me, Roy Matur. I'm a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymatur.com. R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen. Recommend it to a friend or a mortal enemy or click on the contact or support link on the website, where you can also leave me a little tip, as in money. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd, and creative wizard. This was episode 389, recorded on Tuesday the 22nd of June 2021, I was actually supposed to record this on Monday night, but I didn't make it in time because I was still polishing off the remains of the show notes, which were in an incoherent state. The time at the end of the show is 010827. Thanks for listening, everyone, and bye-bye for now. Bye.